Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Bald Movies. Tonight, Jim and I set out to see the latest installment of the Men in Black franchise, Men in Black International, mm-hmm. uh, starring Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth um, and a bunch of other people. Uh, it was directed by F. Gary Gray, who you may recall directed uh, the comedy Friday, uh, then went on to direct Set It Off, The Negotiator, The Italian Job, Be Cool, uh, Straight Out of Compton, and then uh, the most late, lately, most latest, latest film, The uh, Eight Fast and Furious, Fate of the Furious. What did you think? I guess, uh, what's your overall kind of um, familiarity with the Men in Black franchise? What do you think of this one? Uh, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? Give me your thoughts. I've definitely seen the first one a few times. Uh, I know I've seen the second one. Is there a third one? There is definitely a third one. I don't. Th- I don't know that I've seen that one. Uh, it doesn't seem like you need to have seen any of these, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it it would help if you saw Men in Black one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because you kind of get a lot of background uh, on the Men in Black, and you understand. You'll have a shorthand for some of the stuff they're trying to explain to you, but. Right. Uh, I don't think it's necessary. I thought this movie was okay. Yep. It felt like Men in Black. I'll mm-hmm. say that much. Uh, from the music to basically Chris Hemsworth trying to be Will Smith, mm-hmm. uh, it felt like a Men in Black movie. And that's not a bad thing, but it's also not the best thing in the world. Uh, I think Men in Black is goofy and... In some good ways. Um, I like a lot of their creature design uh, most of the time, and the way that they use creatures is pretty interesting and sometimes funny. Uh, and this movie has a lot of that. I just, nothing really hooked me. Um, the comedy, there were a couple of good jokes in there uh, that hit me, but there there are a lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, and the, it's not a good batting average. Yeah. Uh, but overall, okay. Better than last week's movie, I'll say that. Dark Phoenix was yeah, a real bummer for me. Yeah, um, yeah. This this was just a just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be completely forgettable. Yep. It is coasting on a lot of charm by Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Who I did this did did they get together on the set of uh, like Thor Ragnarok and be like, you know, what we haven't seen in a long time, <laughs> Men in Black. <laughs> And yeah. we're just the the people to bring it back. Um, mm. I mean, yeah, fine. That's that that's cool. But but yeah, it's 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 just okay. It's just okay. Uh, the creature design was really good. Uh, I like that. Um, I was really, you know, as I was sitting down to watch the movie, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of in in the mood for some kind of light fun thing, and and uh, just turn my brain off and enjoy this. And then like when the Columbia Pictures logo came up and Annette mm-hmm. Bening put on the shades and got out the neural eyes. I'm like, ha ha, that's pretty funny. And then you get this like foggy kind of Paris set. And I'm like, Oh, this kind of reminds me a lot of like some of the middle Harry Potters. And then there's some like James Bond feel that you always get with the suits and the gadgets. And yeah, I just kept on waiting for the plot to like get that next level boost. And they're trying to do some complicated things, but everything is so paint by numbers and, like the red herrings are screw, like painted, they're, they're, the red paint oh, still man. dripping on them. Yeah, like, like as they're introduced, it's like nah, nah, and then it just like I said, if there was a little bit more complexity to the to the plot, if they had established mm-hmm. like um, a little bit more relationships between the characters, so that you know this stuff landed. 
you know, like they, they try to have these twists at the end. Like in the first one, yeah. uh, the fact that uh, Tommy Lee Jones is ready to retire. He hates this. Mm-hmm. Like he's got his mind full of all this bad alien shit, and it's gonna it's gonna be a real passing of the torch. They try to do something kind of like that, but they just haven't. You know, you had a whole film at least to uh, uh, the, the build up Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith chemistry. Yeah. Um, and their relationship. And here it's like they tried to f- do a fast track version of Will Smith's like recruitment. And they had a nice little story hook where I'm like, I wonder how they're going to fast forward through this. And I'm like, oh, that is this this clever hook that explain all that. But it just like I said, it just never quite caught fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this- they, they lean pretty hard on the men in black uh, that's come before this. Uh, like you said with the relationships especially i feel like i understand the relationship between uh liam neeson and uh chris hemsworth Mm -hmm. in this movie intuitively because i've seen men in black one and i understand like in this organization here's the types of relationships that exist Mm -hmm. uh and, and so i think they they do pretty well in that regard but i i ended up like like an i am mother uh, last week, mm-hmm. just this Friday, I figured out the plot twist. Yeah, moments into the movie, seconds mm-hmm. into the movie, and you know it doesn't totally ruin the experience. I still had some fun with it, but I just kept waiting and yeah. waiting. When and are they, they going to reveal? Right, and that's the sucky thing is like I think they should have just leaned into it, like you know, not have the character go in blind, have yeah. him briefed, like, hey, there's something hinky going on here, and you're going to have to figure it out, and then it's like. There's this kind of tense, mm-hmm. you know, uh, poker game going on throughout the movie about whose loyalties can you trust, and they do that. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty good shit. Like Game of Thrones had, sure. had really tight six seasons just on that engine, uh-huh. uh, you know. And they tried to, you know, play it like I, I don't know, like I, 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 they tried to play it like, well, like is there this? And they 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 show but don't tell that there's a you know kind of uh some of it should have worked i guess better than it did um yeah. but it's just I, like i said there, there was there's something missing i then i think what that th- thing was is just our connection to the characters like they hint to a lot like they're i, I wonder what's on the cutting room floor because they uh-huh. they felt like there was something more to like emma thompson and um liam neeson yeah i, I felt like all of these characters were sort of uh, undersold to me and the relationships between them. And this felt like a very short movie. I don't know how long it actually is. I, yeah, I, but I bet I it was think, 100 yeah, minutes. What, what they left is another 20 minutes. That's uh-huh. what was that was what was missing. Yeah, the other thing is, like, do you think that it's possible that Kumail Nanjiani was, like, a late-minute edition, last-minute edition? I think so. Because it's like, this is kind of like... Um, this reminds me of like the Judge Dredd thing with um, Sly Stallone. I don't know if this is actually true or not, but I've always maintained that. Uh, oh God, who the hell is that? Uh, oh, Rob Schneider. I know Rob, who you're talking about. The Rob <laughs> Schneider was actually a last minute addition because Sly barely interacts with him. Yeah, There's yeah. like three or four lot. He's in a lot of the movie, but he's only in like three or four lines of dialogue, and it's almost like mm-hmm. they got this movie and it's kind of short and it wasn't funny enough. So it's like let's get. <laughs> fucking rob schneider in here and make the movie shittier now that's not <laughs> what happened with Camille, but a lot of like no, no, very no. like if you take out the one scene where he gets you know he he gets incurs his life debt to tessa and you take out a couple of connecting scenes where she acknowledges that he's sitting on his shoulder 
mm-hmm. and he's not really in the movie. He just rides on his shoulder. And does, I don't know. He's he's a big set piece at the end. Maybe I'm making a big thing of it, but I just felt like there wasn't any real reason for him to be there other than comic relief. Yeah, I mean, there, there were a lot of Jar Jar Banks-type moments in this film Yeah, uh, where a character is there solely to laugh at mm-hmm. or to make a joke. Um, I think Kumail's character... Uh, is kind of all of those things at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he both sticks at two characters and also gets it stuck to him as yeah, well. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I I I enjoyed the the character, but yeah, it didn't it didn't feel very consequential. Certainly, I like this design. Like all the creature design was really good. Oh um, yeah, Men in Black has always been great at that. Just yeah, inventive ways to use different alien types yeah and like the transforming cars and the guns that are more than meets the eye and all that is that that all works mm-hmm. well um i don't know do you want to do you have anything more non-spoiler to say it's it's this thing i don't understand what's going on rotten tomatoes because like this thing is currently like a 23 percent on rotten tomatoes and it's like i mean that's just a measure of how many people like it <laughs> i get it but like some of these things i feel like this just feels like a 40 to 50 percent movie it's not going yeah. to, you're not going to feel storm, storm out thinking you wasted your time and money, but you're going to no, like no. two weeks from now wonder now, why did they do like, and you're not going to be able to remember because no, I mean, I found myself wishing that I had gone to see rocket man instead. Cause I've been wanting to see that. I thought I found myself wishing that I had gone to see the, what was the, the zombie movie? Oh, uh, Jim Jarmusch, The Dead Don't Die. We literally yeah. couldn't see it tonight. There wasn't a show. It's a limited in, release in Cincinnati yeah. tonight. There is a mul- there's a couple, but there it's not. It's still a pretty limited release. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only three or four houses showing it in the Cincinnati region. So, but I don't feel like I got ripped off. No, either. I feel like I get ripped off. It's just one of those things where it's like I'm tired of getting I'm tired of too many forty degree days. Yeah, uh, I feel like I've getting a lot of forty degree days from Godzilla. I got a forty degree day from Man in Black. I hope next week a Toy Story. They give me. I'm. I'm ready to. It. It's. It's in the middle of June in Cincinnati, and it was like 55 degrees today. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm ready for my 70 fucking degree days, man. I trust Where's the Pixar. summer blockbusters. We had Endgame and then nothing. Pixar. Pixar's got it. They know what's up. Pixar is doing some some risky business. You know, you had a perfect trilogy, <laughs> and now you're uh-huh. trying the Indiana Jones Crystal Skull. It. Mm, mm. We'll see how that works out next week. Uh, let's talk about trailers. Before we get into the spoiler section, um, first up, I don't remember if you actually had seen this, but Ad Astra. Yeah, you showed it to me last. Oh right, week so before. yeah, yeah, we saw it on a small screen. Um, uh-huh. Any more thoughts on that? I still don't exactly know what it is about or what it's going for, but it looks cool, and it's probably going to be a first round bald movie. Yeah, uh, I'm interested in it certainly. Uh, did you see a trailer for a show called Blinded by the Light? I don't think so, no. So the concept of here is there is this Pakistani kid in London in 1987, and he falls in love with the music of Bruce Springsteen and and sees it as telling his immigrant's tale story and this working class thing, and he's got this, like, strict, you know, traditional father who doesn't, you know, the wants them to, like, respect their cultures and and, you know, not lose touch with that, but he loves the boss, man. Uh, hey, and it's some kind of weird coming of age, like the self discovery. I it, it it looks it looks cool, but uh, so the light is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> isn't that it doesn't isn't that one of his songs or like a lyric from one of his songs? Uh, 
Not that I'm aware of, but maybe. I mean, I'm not got, that familiar with Bruce you got, you got catalog. Up, the line about a light yeah, where you get wrapped a, up in a douche. That's a very different band. Another murder in the night. Uh, uh, I, I don't think that's Bruce Springsteen, but anyway, uh, Hobbs and Shaw saw that trailer again. Again? Oh God! I, you know, yes. Last week, I feel like I, I had a stroke when I saw Idris Elba, the Black Superman. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot to talk about uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's brothers. Like oh he yeah, goes yeah. back and there it looks like they're doing like you know traditional mm-hmm. Maori Polynesian style it, combat. It's dude, like, this movie's going everywhere. I mean, this movie does not give a shit. It's no, gonna do and, what it wants, and it's they've slow, like I'm the I'm the frog that got boiled to death because they've spent <laughs> eight movies, nine movies crafting a universe where I'll believe the Rock can like. I don't know. There's this this he's like Captain America. This like string of semis and a helicopter and. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, yeah, I'm. These guys are superheroes. They're co- comic book characters. They're cartoon characters. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Do we ever talk about Angel Has Fallen? Uh, is that the Gerard That's, Butler? Yeah, of the Fallen series or is Fallen? Yeah, has fallen. Whatever. Yeah, we did. So we're not a fan of this. I, I say this all the time about stuff that I'm a fan of. Um, but if I'm, I, I don't know who the fans of this this uh, series are. I'm sure they exist. How pissed would you be that they're spoiling the fact that uh, uh, Gerard Butler has a father and it's Nick Nolte? Like, why, why spoil that, like, 15 seconds of potential glee to reveal that, you know, yeah. you got, like, a kind of, sort of... It's like, they do that shit with Cher in uh, Dancing Queen 3 or whatever it was, <laughs> Mamma Mia 2. Yeah. Like, why do they... Why do they spoil this shit, man? Uh, it's to get people in the seats. Like Billy D, would I need to know Billy? Yeah. I was going to see Star Wars anyway. I would have been pleasantly surprised to see Billy D. I mean, that's a prime example of just having no reason to do it, right? Because I could see like, oh, another city has fallen. Yeah, you know, you got to get people to see that. Because, but that's the thing. It's like it's the third movie. I'm either going to see it or I'm not. Mama Mia Two. You're either excited about it or you're not. The people that are excited about it, don't fuck it. Don't, I don't. I don't need to see Nick Nolte coming out of this shit and saying, "What are you doing here, side?" I just, <laughs> just let me organically experience that i don't get it yeah star was a prime example of not needing to do it stop fucking spoiling your movies hollywood uh once upon a time in hollywood have we talked about this trailer uh we probably have but this is the first time i saw it in the theater this movie looks incredible i mean how could it not be look at the cast i mean it's it's got look at the director look at the writer (laughs) like i did not like hateful eight yeah, that's fair. I didn't either. And that cast looked amazing, uh-huh. like some kind of hard-boiled western, and then some kind of godforsaken cabin looked like it'd be you, you can't miss. But this, I don't know this. This movie just looks incredible. Yeah, it uh, I'm, I'm. Might be the so best in. looking film Quentin's made. Uh, it, it, I think a couple of months ago you'd mentioned Once Upon a Time Hollywood. I'm like, oh, is that some stupid like? I don't know. There's a like similarly named, yeah, and I I wasn't into it's it. It's going to be a werewolf. It turns out poked <laughs> up werewolf. I mean, it might still be. I saw Leo's <laughs> hair at one point when he's playing a cowboy. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm super excited to see Leonardo DiCaprio play this whole arc because it mm. looks like he's going from like very famous movie star and maybe even the journey up all the way through the dip. And I'm interested to see how he plays that because he's so good with these sort of overarching characters uh i'm i don't know i'm a sucker for leo i like his stuff and a sucker for quentin tarantino and sometimes brad pitt and margot robbie's not bad either yeah 
I mean, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. They they had some chemistry. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's all for the trailers, unless you had one you want to talk about that I didn't see at your theater because no, I wasn't I there. So. I was at my theater. Uh, and this is where we leave the non-subscribers, the non-club members. If you would like to get our spoiler-filled takes on all the movies that we see, all the first-run bald movies anyway, uh, go to club.baldmove.com. You can sign up and get access to that and many more, much more, many, much more great content. Club.baldmove.com. 